Hello and welcome to episode 600 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, July the 23rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Sunday prayer. To the most blessed Virgin Mary, to obtain the forgiveness of our sins. Behold, O Mother of God, at thy feet a miserable sinner, a slave of hell who has recourse to thee and trusts in thee. I do not deserve that thou shouldest even look at me, but I know that thou, having seen thy son die for the salvation of sinners, hast the greatest desire to help them. I hear all call thee the refuge of sinners, the hope of those who are in despair, and the help of the abandoned. Thou art then my refuge, my hope, and my help. Thou hast to save me by thy intercession. Help me for the love of Jesus Christ. Extend thy hand to a miserable creature who has fallen and recommends himself to thee. I know that thy pleasure is to help a sinner to thy utmost. Help me, therefore, now that thou canst do so. By my sins I have lost divine grace, and with it my soul. I now place myself in thy hands. Tell me what I must do to recover the favor of my Lord, and I will immediately do it. He sends me to thee, that thou mayest help me, and he wills that I should have recourse to thy mercy, that not only the merits of thy Son, but also that thy intercession may help me to save my soul. To thee, then, I have recourse. Do thou, who prayest for so many others, pray also to Jesus for me. Ask him to pardon me, and he will forgive me. Tell him that thou desirest my salvation, and he will save me. Show how thou canst enrich those who trust in thee. Amen. Thus I hope, thus may it be. So um, I've been of the opinion for quite some time that we need a lot of help and a lot of upgrade in marriage preparation in the Catholic Church because um, it's the building block of society. Unless we have healthy marriages, we can't have a healthy civilization, and we don't have a healthy marriage culture right now. Toward that end, with this being NFP Awareness Week, I was going to go through some articles which were published a decade ago on the NFP Awareness Week back then. Um in 2013 from Natural Family Planning International, an organization which was started by Mr. and Mrs. John F. Kipley. And they also became, or they also were initially um, the head of the Couple to Couple League. So marriage preparation has been something that was near and dear to their heart for a long time. It is for me as well. So this is a segment of their website called Your Right to Know. NFP International, meaning Natural Family Planning International, is an organization that teaches all the fertility signs and rules, provides Catholic church teaching related to the practice of natural family planning, and teaches ecological breastfeeding for the natural spacing of babies. We believe that married couples have a right to decide what options they want to use, not the NFP teacher. The only way you can choose is by knowing the legitimate moral choices. Listed below are the various NFP-related options that couples have a right to know. And we're going to start off with ecological breastfeeding. And once again, Mr. Kipley's writing this uh, a decade ago, so he's going to be talking about the NFP Awareness Week from back then. He begins by saying, NFP Awareness Week in 2013 runs from July 21st through July 27th. This week, I begin focusing on your God-given right to know certain facts about natural family planning. The order of my topics will follow a more or less chronological order according to which the process or sign was practiced or discovered. 
Let's start with ecological breastfeeding because this is the sort of breastfeeding that was practiced for many thousands of years and was significantly responsible, according to some demographers, for keeping the world population quite stable for many centuries. This is the kind of baby care in which mother takes her baby with her whenever she goes, excuse me, wherever she goes, and allows her baby to nurse whenever he or she wants. The result is frequent and unrestricted nursing. The 19th century Malthusians drew attention to population issues, dropping the morality of the Reverend Thomas Malthus, and were soon promoting contraception. Among the social classes in which women breastfed their own babies, there was a general, if confused, knowledge that breastfeeding somehow delayed the next pregnancy. This led Dr. Leonard Remfrey of British Columbia to study the effect of lactation on menstruation and pregnancy, and in 1895, he published that only 6% of the breastfeeding women in his study became pregnant before their first postpartum menstruation, and uh, hyperlinks are given for all this information. Dr. Conald Prem, that's K-O-N-A-L-D, first name, last name, P-R-E-M, of the University of Minnesota Medical School surveyed nursing mothers and found in 1971 that only 5% became pregnant before they had a first period. Research was more plentiful in the second half of the 20th century, and Sheila has summarized this at nfpmmore.org backslash review breastfeeding.shtml, and Sheila is his wife. When she attended the Leche League meetings between 1963 and 1967, the league promoted the idea that total breastfeeding spaces babies, but among mothers who gave their babies nothing but their breast milk, there was still a wide variation in the length of breastfeeding amenorrhea, meaning the absence of periods. The mothers would discuss this, and one of them, Nancy Hornback, really encouraged Sheila to research it. That she did, and the combination of the research and the experiences of nursing mothers led her to formulate a hypothesis. She wrote her first book, Breastfeeding and Natural Child Spacing, and included a survey. That survey showed that those mothers who followed what we now call the seven standards of ecological breastfeeding averaged 14.6 months of breastfeeding amenorrhea. Another hyperlink is given. Some years later, she analyzed a much larger number of surveys and found almost exactly the same results, 14 and a half months. Other researchers have found similar or almost identical results. The evidence is clear. The frequent suckling of ecological breastfeeding naturally postpones the return of menstruation and fertility. On average, if the mothers become pregnant soon after their first period, their babies will be spaced about two years apart, and that's beautiful. Ecological breastfeeding is an excellent form of natural baby spacing. Everyone has a God-given right to know this information. It is truly God's own way of spacing babies and the frequent suckling both maximizes all the benefits of breastfeeding and maintains a mother's milk supply. So why doesn't every church-related NFP course teach ecological breastfeeding as a normal part of its instruction? I don't know. Should the Catholic Church insist that all NFP programs related to diocesan or parish efforts promote and teach ecological breastfeeding? Well, why not? Isn't it part of God's natural revelation? And doesn't the Catholic Church have to teach both the natural and the divine law? And isn't it obliged to do what it can to help couples live out the teaching of humanae vitae? And what could be healthier? My conclusion, since ecological breastfeeding is God's own plan for spacing babies, 
you have a God-given right to learn it. And the Catholic Church has a God-given obligation to teach it to engaged and married couples. In fact, it should be taught by respectful teachers in 7th or 8th grade. John F. Kipley, July 19, 2013. Friends, this is invaluable information because since the mid-1960s, the horrendous Griswold versus Connecticut case in these United States that allowed um, contraception to be sold for, at that time, married couples and then anyone, we have had a dramatic decline in reality. Would, morality. Would you say the, the morals in America and the rest of the world have gotten better or worse since the 1960s? They've gotten much worse. And the primary reason why, friends, was the birth control pill. The overwhelming majority of women, even tragically Catholic women, just took a what they thought was a magic pill and, well, You've seen what happened from there, you know, widespread acceptance of no-fault divorce and fornication and pornography and abortion and homosexuality. Because if heterosexual couples were engaging in the marriage act, and it is rightly called the marriage act because it's supposed to be engaged in between a man and his wife and a man and his wife only, if they were just seeking pleasure from the marital act, very soon after that, you know, you have widespread acceptance of every other form of sexual immorality. It's just about pleasure, including, you know, shockingly enough, or maybe not so shockingly, homosexual acts. And that's where we are today. And things seem to be getting worse and worse in the moral sphere. But the Catholic Church has always taught the truth, even if... Uh, Many bishops and priests have had what the Cardinal of New York City, Timothy Dolan, called laryngitis on these issues, not wanting to talk about them. Well, why not? If the Catholic Church isn't going to teach the truth, then who will? So I'm in wholehearted agreement with Mr. and Mrs. Kipley that we need a complete overhaul of marriage preparation in the church and the work of Natural Family Planning International I believe would go a long way towards doing that. Check out their resources. A lot of great stuff there. It's nfpandmore.org. Once again, nfpandmore.org. And we'll be talking more about this subject in the coming days. And let us conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. That's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. And also episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Those feature interviews by me and a gentleman from Word on Fire, a Catholic evangelization group with my wonderful niece and my equally wonderful sister about RPM. RPM, an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Just as the deaf had a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of their being able to communicate with sign language, RPM has done the exact same thing for non-speakers. Communication is a human right. If you know non-speakers amongst your family, amongst your friends, we have to help them. 
because they're in a prison of silence. Before my niece was roughly eight years old, we did not even know her favorite color. Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius. She's writing music. She's writing an oratorio right now. She's gifted at mathematics. She even knows other languages. How many other people like her are out there? But because of a lack of communication, they can't even tell you what they want for breakfast, let alone that they're skilled at composing music. We have to get this information out there. We have to help these people who are locked in prisons of silence. RPM is the key. Rapid prompting method is the key that's opening that door, opening that gate, if you will, and getting them out of that prison of silence. Thank you so much for tuning into the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please tune in tomorrow as NFP Awareness Week continues. Goodbye and God love you.